Nostalgitron, like waiting on tenterhooks for 27 minutes for your copy of California Games to Load, fearing the read error B message, but thankfully being treated by the badly designed startup screen and a sweet session of one button hacky sack. One button hacky sack. I remember that as well. That yeah. was just the best game when you did the thing where you went behind your head and you used to do the back heel. But I don't think I played it on a computer. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Welcome back, guys. This is episode three of season two. Season two. And as always, we are sponsored by playerclothing.com. Finest quality retro clothing and retro shell, your protection for old school video games. And as always, I'm your host, Mike. And as always, always. I am your co-host, Owen. But yeah, this week... Home computers. computers. Yeah. We've We've been delaying this one. We've been delaying anything video game related because Mike and I are just total fanboys of the whole video gaming world. And mm. actually, the more we move from kind of, I don't know, how do you say, real life experiences, like <laughs> actually going on holiday, like we covered in the first episode and things like school. Yeah, yeah. We definitely both have a propensity. Propensity? Propensity. Propensity towards electronics and media and things that play media i think would be fair to say just consuming everything consumption of data in any format so we've been looking forward i've been looking forward to this one for since we first started talking about doing a podcast because i think that a huge part of my life has been impacted by the fact we had or i had access to computers from an early age it was quite maybe give some context for uh, like non-uk listeners or people not in europe like home computers were like the thing for us really until later on much later on for the 16-bit when consoles came in but i think like maybe in japan and the states like 8-bit consoles were much much bigger thing but in in europe and the uk it's more home computing up until that point yeah i think that's a good point i think we yeah i mean there was a I don't think I knew anyone that had a, con- a games no. console until the SNES. Yeah, I think SNES and Mega Drive, but wait, yeah, before that. I think one, one of my friends had a, his brother had a Master System. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But that was it, though. I didn't really know anyone. It, it was it, quite but, unusual for someone to have But again, I didn't then. know many people with computers because <clears> my circle of friends was quite small when I first started getting computers, and I think I was the only person. Like, I didn't know... Ah, my next-door neighbour had had one but it was like the he had the spectrum okay and I had the, the amstrad yeah but these is like really early 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 computers i mean the yeah let's run through it from like the earliest kind of earliest kind of memories or use of yeah, a really home know. home computer well looking at the looking at the stats like like my, my my dad had already obviously made some form of really conscious decision to get a computer because they certainly weren't mainstream at all. Mm. And for for whatever reason, I was the proud owner to begin with with a four six four, an Amstrad CPC four six four. What does CPC stand for? Color personal computer. Okay, you've obviously been doing your research. <laughs> That's obviously quite well, about four six four. Uh, well, it was four something's of. Uh, four megahertz yeah, and 64 clock, yeah. kilobytes of uh, memory. Yeah, yeah. Just for the record, four megahertz, <laughs> not gigahertz. No. 
megahertz and a thousand megahertz in one gigahertz. So yeah. Four megahertz. If anyone's sitting around with an Apple Watch in their wrist now, it's probably like a million times more powerful than that first time. Probably computer. a million times more powerful yeah. than this computer. But my dad had obviously thought that it was a good idea to probably, I don't, like I mentioned in previous episodes, like once we had this like almost broadcast quality camcorder at home and the fact we didn't really have much things, I'm saying that's a dodgy geezer, but yeah. it definitely, through his, through his contacts acquired things, I think it was above board. Oh really? He didn't disclose John Lewis then? He... Maybe, maybe he did, but this camcorder <laughs> John. later life made me think that maybe I didn't, I didn't see him buy this computer. I'm not saying he's like robbed it or anything because <laughs> my dad definitely wouldn't do that. Maybe young, my younger dad might have thought about it. But yeah, definitely. two dads. Well, no, two versions of dad, a younger and an older <laughs> version of dad. You claimed him. Your fucking dad, Benjamin Button, or some guy that just doesn't age. <laughs> Maybe my young dad, but no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had this Amstrad CPC 464, and I just from an early age, but we didn't have it for very long. Had you used a computer before that, though? Like primary school, did you use computers before then? No, I don't think so. No, I think like the only the only computer we had in school was probably when he got to like year five or year six, maybe year seven it was. Yeah. So that would have been like late, m- mid to late 80s, really. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it probably was then, right? Yeah, so it's like, night, was it 1984, is it, Amstrad? Yeah, yeah, so I think I had like an Amstrad CPC 464, and, and, th- and I don't know what happened to it. But I did on my research see some like pictures of it, which kind of brought brought back nostalgia. It's a cool looking thing, wasn't it? Um, like a grey case. Yeah, with those green coloured buttons, like yeah. like a standard PC keyboard. But in each of the car- corners, it had like these green buttons. Yeah, and it had a built-in tape drive. And all I remember, this tape drive was never used for anything apart from computer shit. Yeah, but I like um. I was reading about it and they're saying that one of the reasons why people really like the, the 464 is because it did have everything built in. So basically the keyboard is the, the computer as well. Like the, the actual computer parts are inside that keyboard. Yeah, that's a good point. And you've like got that. the tape deck yeah. attached to that. And it came with a monitor as well. Whereas a lot of the other ones, like we'll, we'll talk we about later. the green didn't. screen one. Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So and I looked into this. My friend this. had the green screen one. I looked yeah. into this and I think like... It was £199 with the, with the green screen. Yeah. And it was £299 for the colour one. Color screen. That's a massive difference. Well, it's a fucking massive difference. It's like 75% more, really, isn't it? Or 50% yeah. more. 50% more, stupid man. But then, yes, yeah, so you're playing your games either with like different tones of green or colour, then. Yeah, I mean, but that's colour would have been a big upgrade at the massive. time as well. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, I don't, but think of it, I didn't really have this Amstrad CPC 464 long enough for it to really have much of an impact. Really? I think I had it for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, that was these my... These are the days where you probably time. get... Like, how long have you had it for? I don't know. Well, I, mean, I didn't have it until I got an Amiga later on, and that's quite a bit later. So I must have had it for like four or five years, I reckon. Mm, yeah, definitely didn't have it that long, because I don't really remember... All I remember was this... I remember when I saw the pictures of it, of this kind of multicolored keyboard. And um, it used to come with this... No, but then I'm not for sure if it's this one or the one we had afterwards, the 6128. Right, okay, yeah. So, and again, I've got kind of a blur of three systems. I've got the 464, which definitely had that first. And then, like a miracle, Dad comes back one day with the 6128. Yeah. And, well... But the, was that then the same form factor then? Was it still like the keyboard with a built-in cassette player? Yeah, I think that so. you plug into it? No, but it had no cassette player. Oh, it had it's a disc, disc drive built into it. Was it... 
like 2.5. So like the the modern-ish kind of... No, well, more like them than the old floppy ones, yeah. I yeah, because you had like, the big really old five-inch floppy ones. <laughs> yeah, but they were kind of almost like kind of about half the size of a cassette. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. And you, Alyssa, that make absolutely no sense okay, what, what the fuck are you talking fuck about? Cassette. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 6128 was just an absolute joy. Was it a big upgrade? Well, considering it didn't go from green screen to colour screen, it's about be a big upgrade, the yeah. biggest upgrade you could ever dream for. I think that's the good thing about the green screen, is it sets your expectations mega low. This, you know, so you said the green screen one's 199. Like... That, that, do you think oh that's not that bad like a personal computer you pay like less that's less than what you pay for a playstation now but like 299 pounds back then in 1984 i looked it up that's 934 quid in, two, oh, so in but, 2020 but that's right there if you're going to kind of get a good desktop pc i guess so yeah like a good desktop pc but the functionality of that was much more limited than like a pc at the time wasn't it like oh you could totally, get a PC, but you had no other options yeah i mean i there's, there's, there's a. Um, but these aren't PCs like as we know them now either, are they? They're there's a Instagram account that I have called Player Retro. Um, anyone out there listening, you can follow me on Player Retro. Um, and what I do is I go through old gaming magazines. So sometimes it's like um, from the '90s, but I've got some of them from the '80s. Yeah. It's a bit of an abstract concept here. This is this Twitter account, but. But I found it so interesting to look at the adverts. The adverts are amazing. Exactly. The exactly. imagery doesn't line up at all with what the, the game looks like. Exactly. It's because like screenshots would have not sold a product back then because this, the graphics were so bang average. Like even at the time they were probably seen as bad. Like never, yeah. not, they were just what they were. You'd never be like you never a game that came out with better graphics because it was always based on these kind of mega QB concepts. So there's only yeah. so much you could do. You couldn't kind of do anything else with it really like you see with some of the consoles where they kind of really learn how to code from they can do kind of new techniques but no these 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 old pcs were exactly what they were yeah um but yeah it was a huge upgrade going to color yeah like um even on a color one i was looking up things about like the technical sort of specs of these machines i think it could show 27 colors yeah, I think it, I think which is more than all the others at the time. But that sounds about right. But yeah, just just quickly on the um, on the player retro thing. So I what I was going to say there, but mm. like recently I've been going through Commodore user and Spectrum Power. Oh, yeah. Like these are like 1983, 1984, and like some of them are pretty. Some of the like hardware accessories. One of them like a like a the Apple Pencil. Oh, obviously, really? it was on a cord. But to use with like deluxe paint or something, was it? Just for using like to kind of draw, like, and I mean, it was certainly, but you talked about the functionality. I'm saying they definitely had the same functionality, but just versions of it which were so low and primitive. I mean, you're not going to get a video on a on a PC of those oh, yeah, by yeah. a fucking long way, but you'll get like stories by text and stuff like that, wouldn't you? Probably. Yeah. It had an operating system. Yeah, the, um, it had its Basic. own Amstrad. No, that it used, it used its own like Amstrad OS. Yeah, they programmed in Basic. Yeah, yeah, but it did. It did. You could like program if you wanted to, and you could put in like, <laughs> and like, I've checked in like some of the adverts. There's like spreadsheet software available for these things as well. We had a printer. Did you? A dot matrix, dot matrix printer. One. It was it makes just, that awful noise. 
it just sounds like it just it makes <clears> the most <throat> awful noise and the paper just never seems to stick on its kind of guiding things those like holes either side of the paper which you could tear off yeah yeah yeah. I remember that and like I that's how it kind of spooled around it I think yeah exactly it's how it kind of pulled it through but again like this paper always used to be like green and yeah why white. was it striped it's like green and white stripes isn't it why it's weird why was why? that yeah that's strange you're right though it really was but it, yeah I mean and what did we print out absolutely what, what the fuck are you going to print out mm. I remember so like, seriously yeah, like what are you going to print out like a line of text you wrote like maybe a letter to yeah, someone yeah but, but what would that a letter to somebody yeah. imagine received a computer there in 1984 <laughs> like it would be like be amazing it probably would be fucking amazing I received a letter from the future <laughs> mummy hand signed hand signed from the future yeah. but yeah it would have been pretty amazing but so do you remember the uh, the certainly software? never saw my mum and dad ever using this computer we oh, no, basically no, 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 like no. It, it was, was a, a games machine for us it basically yeah, yeah. but it, I think my, I saw my dad play games on it twice but then it was kind of just left for us to do with what we wanted to do with it yeah. and occasionally we'd get lucky and get a, get a game brought for us like, so, like do you remember the software that it came with yes like it came because it came with like quite a big pack of well I don't know maybe they'd sold different packs but came, for mine it came with like quite a big pack of games like even cassettes <sighs> Fucking surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Every title available. The deluxe version. No, it came with 12 games, but they were the we 12 found games. It, we found a solution to the battery usage of Mike. We've got a product that actually plugs into the main screen. <laughs> but we're going to have to make it spectacular. It, it came with 12 games, didn't it? By, I think it did come with 12 games, But by, there was by Amsoft, so it's like their own in-house like, yeah, little spots in a garage somewhere. It really yeah. did. No, it did come with a pack of games now. And like... Not all of them worked. <laughs> this, this is what I'm talking about in the intro. That, that horrible message that come up, flash up on the screen, read error B. Like, read oh, error B. Sake. But no, like literally, I'm sure there's some of them that never worked. No. There no, were some yeah. that worked some of the time. <laughs> some of them worked yeah. all of the time. And some that never worked from this selection. Often it would be the ones that you pay. Cause I think, I can't remember how much they were now. Maybe like 99p or 199 for the budget titles. Yeah, you could definitely. And then a tenner for the, no, the, the big boys. No, ever paid a tenner. Or seven, maybe, maybe, maybe it was five or nine. Yeah. I think it was like for the latest releases. But a lot of the time, if I went down to the paper shop and bought like a cassette back of me, because he sold them down there, it's like cassettes. In the paper Amstrad. shop. Yeah. It'd be like a 99p one. But I reckon 10% of the time. It just never worked. Sometimes I'd they never know. But the distribution of the time would have literally been some oh, guy, yeah, kind of in his bedroom that. creating these games and then kind of getting a hundred made and then yeah. sending them to fucking local stores to be sold. Yeah, it's not like GTA Five that got like over a thousand people touched <laughs> in this production. This is literally like, a guy in his bedroom. Yeah. When you look at some of these adverts, it's just absolute amateur hour. Yeah. But some of them are like are still around today. But some of these publishers are oh, still yeah, around yeah. today, and they like. Because I, 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 again, again, it's the adverts and the the selection is far. My knowledge is now far beyond the Amstrad because of the because of this account that I have, and I'm just spending too much time looking at old adverts. But yeah, having I, I wondered what my parents' idea was to get me a computer. Do you reckon they did buy it just as a like you would buy a games console for a kid now? I'd give it like in a five year old a Switch or something these days. Yeah, it's, it's probably the, that same sort of thing. Games the equivalent. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they, my dad got a deal on it and thought we'd use it more than they would because I literally, I don't think I ever saw my mum use it once. No. I, my mum used it once, I remember, because it came with like a book of codes that you could type out. Oh God, I was going to talk about <laughs> yeah, that. It's ridiculous. And my mum used to do those. 
But it'd take fucking hours. It would take, I used to have my brother read me the code letter <laughs> by letter and it would probably take... Guarantee you got it wrong as well. 45 minutes <laughs> and then you'd hit return. Then there'd be an error. Yeah. And then you'd have to go back through line by line, find the error. Like you left the space in somewhere or something. But I'm thinking about this, like, I could have been a fucking OG programmer if I really stuck with these. Because <laughs> I did exactly that. I, it gave you, like, these lines of code, but it didn't ever teach you what these code was doing. No. It was just basically... In, yeah, like, I had no idea what I was typing out or why I was doing it. Run 10, say... 20 hello or something like that yeah yeah literally, so it wouldn't actually say 20 it would just appear on the screen it'd say hello yeah. after typing for about half an hour yeah but I, but I was um, I could have just typed in hello yeah I was I was but I think it probably was only like 20 minutes but it felt like oh. an absolute eternity entering these, this code and um, so me and my brother like, would, would do it and the feeling we got when actually we hit return and it worked and all it was was this little kind of pixel man running across the screen jumping <laughs> No, that sounds quite elaborate. I think mine's made the screen flash different colours. No, this was a fucking long, like, this was a good three You programmed the whole game, like a platform. Well, no, it wasn't. It was just a man running across the bottom of the screen and doing a little jump. That sounds pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Mm. But, I mean, then what do you do after that? You lose everything. Yeah. So you didn't save anything, did you? No, you couldn't save anything. There's no hard drive. No. There's no way of recording progress or anything, is there? There must have been a way to write it to, like, the CD drive Mm. later on. Yeah, this or drive, like yeah. put it onto a t- how the fuck do you put maybe it onto you could tape? save maybe you could save your progress onto a tape. I never really thought about. It. I never thought about it either because all the games used to have codes if you were lucky. Oh, what for, what for like to unlocking... restore from a certain point? Like only one oh, okay. or two yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Oh time. yeah, you'd actually write it down you'd a get code, like a pencil hexadecimal paper. code. Yeah, what's it called hexadecimal? Yeah, and then you'd enter it. Only like very few actually. I think this was more of a thing on the games consoles in the nineties. These codes. Because you didn't really yeah, save them much it was, then. I don't think for any of the cassette ones I had, you'd get a code. No, I don't think it would be able to work. Moving on to games then. I've got a little clip here of the Amstrad well, CPC-4 well, no, game. No, you talked about... You talked about okay, cool. Go Look, this is a, the sound of a Amstrad CPC-4 game loading. Yeah, what was it doing? So... Oh. And as it's, as it's making this noise, it's slowly revealing a picture line yeah, by line. line by line. That used to keep you in suspense. <laughs> yeah. you just, how long do you think, how long do they take to load? Well, this one is of Dragon Ninja, and this is showing the whole game, and it's, this is only four minutes. That's not bad. Four minutes, but it seemed like a lifetime. Oh, I, I, there was one game I really like called Bride of Frankenstein. I only ever played it twice, because it took, <laughs> I swear it took... 40 minutes yes. I would go out with my mum take the dog for a walk up the woods come back and it was still loading <laughs> I was sure there was games like that I had one game that I absolutely loved like Daily Thompson oh yeah like the, the bit like what's it called um, The Waggler yeah oh you'd waggle the joystick wouldn't yeah, you yeah, because, and keys, yeah. you had like I had that, this, this joystick which was one you held in one hand with one button or maybe you had two buttons on it and it had like this kind of like very plasticky knob out the top which yeah but it was amazing. And I used to be able to like, well, I still am. I've got like this hidden talent for like button masher games. Yeah. Or anything that involves joy, joy, joystick wagging. <laughs> I can literally put myself into this state of like almost seizure. <laughs> Your whole body's is shaking. <laughs> literally, yeah. Well, actually just my hand. But I can, I can honestly, I, I'm fucking, I used to break world records like all of the time on these games because I could absolutely induce seizure. <laughs> To actually tap buttons or waggle, <laughs> waggle the old joystick. Hard, old but joystick Daley Thompson waggle. was amazing. Daley Thompson is just like a knockoff of uh, International Track and Field, wasn't it? Like probably, the arcade game. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. Like some UK It was so it. good. Daley Thompson. I used to, to run the 100 metres in like 6.2 seconds. 
<laughs> thrashing away at the buttons. Just absolutely. In a seizure. But this goes to show this joystick must have been made to last because this thing never stopped working despite like playing these games which are just designed to try and fuck. I feel like I bought anything. a new joystick every couple of months. Not because they broke, just because there's like, so many different joysticks. Oh, really? You go into a game one. shop and it'd be like different ones. We just had one. They made those like little clicky noises, didn't they? They're those micro yeah, switches. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, quite satisfying. Mm. Like those keyboards you get these days. But I, we just had one joystick. Surprise, surprise! Not quite the, not quite the life of luxury in our household. But Daley Thompson was an absolute highlight. But is it one player? I think most games think were back then, weren't they? Was one player? I'm sure all the games in that. Well, I think all games were one player. I don't think you had a second joystick player. No, did it? no, no, they were all one player. I think that it loaded maybe 65 percent of the time, and mm. it was a good 30 minutes for a load. A good 30 minutes. Sometimes you'd like run a tape thing through it to clean the heads on the uh, cassette player. Apparently that helped, but I could never. No, really, well, it loads it faster. But what is that tape doing? I don't know. It's just like a little brush. I think the brush is up against the like the the heads, like the magnet things that read the tape. No, but 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 what is that noise? The oh, that noise. noise. So I th- I think that maybe the code is then like, like transcribed codes, into ones like and yeah, zeros. almost how a, like a modem works. Yeah. I think that's what it's doing. And then the computer recognises that sound and then as like ones and zeros, I guess. Yeah. It's fucking amazing, isn't it, really? It's quite amazing. I'd love to really know how these games did load, but you're absolutely right. They, they used to be the shit ones that would take... Fuck off, Siri. Yeah, fuck off, Siri. They used to be the shit ones that used to take um, like three minutes to load. But then the longer ones yeah. would... I'm sure some would take 45 minutes for if sure. I, yeah, normally because it had better graphics, I suppose. I guess there's more code going into more it. More code going into it. But then we got the disk drive because we got the 6128. So, we got the so one day we went from the, from the tape world to the disk drive world. Which, you, you, before you do that, do you want me to take you through those 12 games that you had and see yes, if you remember? Please, yeah. I'll break down the 12 I'll games. You can 10. tell me, yeah, rate out of 10. Remember them, yes. Even if you no. can remember it. So this first one, as soon as I read the name of it, I just started laughing. Just because of the type of game it is. But like, I don't know, I just really remember this game now. Animal, Vegetable and Mineral. I don't remember that game. No. So it's like an educational game. So basically, the name of something would flash up on the screen. And you just had to type in probably like an A, an M or V just to identify what they were proper budget games weren't they though? like the ones that came yeah. with the Amsoft ones were like but I remember playing that game quite a lot <laughs> were probably good? were you I, good at it no probably not I think it's because some of those games are so shit and basic that they loaded really quickly yeah that would make sense yeah. because that sounds like the most like probably if you played it 20 times you'd probably know all of them off by heart <laughs> yeah right the next uh, what? so you don't remember that one no I'll give that a solid 7 out of 10 I like that um Okay, next one. Bridget. I think it was probably an animal. <laughs> was that part of the game? Yeah. Bridget. No. Bridget. Don't remember this one either. I think it was bridge. I think you played like like computer bridge. Bridget. Yeah. Like the card game. Was it like bridge IT? Do you know bridge how to play hyphen it's no. I never played that game. I don't think I ever loaded that one. <laughs> Sounds very complicated. Uh, zero out of ten for that. Zero out of ten. Not played. I don't even play bridge now. Oh, the next one. Easy. For some reason, spelt with an I rather than a Y. Easy, Am's word. <laughs> wow. So it's a crossword game. Easy, Am's word. What a shit name. <laughs> I don't, again, I don't By think, Amsoft. I don't think I got any of these. No, zero out of ten. I've got a different pack, but I definitely did get a pack with some. Uh, you might, you might recognise some of the ones in a minute. Uh, next one, Fruit Machine. 
No. No. Didn't good, pl- I think I might have played well. it once. Good thing, because I'd have probably got addicted to that one. I'm a bit of a sucker for free machines. I just feel, I just remember like really pixelated numbers spinning. I don't think it was even, it didn't look like a fruit machine, but I think it was just numbers that like kind of cycled through when you hit a bar. Just to really get, I mean, why? But let's, let's think about that. Why the hell is they trying to get kids playing fruit machines? Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the most pointless thing as well? What are you getting as a reward? I, I never <laughs> understood these things that they give you like just computer rewards that don't actually surmount to anything. But no. why would you want as a kid to be sat looking at something that gives you nothing? And it's all purely based on luck as well. Yeah, purely based on It's not on like you can say to your brother, oh, I've got a better score than you. Well, you're just lucky, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I don't remember this next one. Pause, pause, pause. Mm. Just sparking off a memory, and I've still got a pen and paper. Yeah, I had to put something on actually for later. Um, you okay to continue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. I don't remember this next one, but it's got a much better name, and I just from the name, I kind of want to play it again, or play it once. I don't know if I played it ever. The Galactic Plague. Oh, that That's what I like. Amazing. It. Yeah, but I don't remember it. No, no. I think. If I'm looking at it, I think it was just like a um, Space Invaders clone. Okay, so that yeah. makes sense. Most things were a Space Invaders or a Pac-Man clone at that time. They yeah, weren't, yeah. They weren't text-based. That was kind of the... Right, this one you might remember. I always remember this one because you used the keyboard to play it with and hitting the space bar with drop bombs. Harrier attack. No. Really? Maybe you didn't have any of the same games then? No, I don't think I did. But I did remember some sort of games bundle with some system I got of an early age, but not this one. So on Harrier Attack, like it was probably like four pixels in a row for the plane. Maybe like a little diagonal one coming off the bottom for the wings of the plane. And you would steer it up, down, left and right, I guess with the arrow keys. And I think you press space bar to drop bombs. And there was like little things that are on the bottom of the screen, like little tanks that would fire bullets up at you. I used to fucking love that game. That sounds like a good game. Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. I think, again, it's a quick loader. Mm. Responsive controls. Uh, this one's got a great name. Oh, Mummy. <laughs> oh, ma- Mummy. Was it, was it a game that your parents had commissioned for you? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, oh, <laughs> Mummy. Look, look, Mr. Mr. Sugar. We've got a very demanding five-year-old here. We've given him every radio control car under the sun. Is there any chance you could just give him a game? Include it in your launch. What can we call it? Oh, mummy. Is there like a phrase that you often repeat? <laughs> yes. Uh, I remember good? oh, mummy. Yeah, that was a good one. So basically, you was getting chased by mummies from like left to right on the screen. Yeah. It was quite tense. I think it had like quite a tense soundtrack. When I say soundtrack, it was just like a there was a, game. A game. <laughs> there was a game that I will talk about shortly, which even now I think it would stand up. Really? On the Amstrad? Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Okay. Uh, oh, shit. I didn't... Not been um, rating these, but Harry Attack, I'd give an eight out of ten. Mm. Fond memories of that one. Oh, mummy. Okay. Oh, mummy. Yeah, probably like a six or a seven. Did you? Uh, did it scare you? It was very scary. Yeah, I think because the loading screen had like were a mummy face. A, were you quite a scared young child? Were you quite a scaredy young child? No, I liked. I liked being scared. I was. I'd say I was a scared, a relatively scared young child. You just lived in fear. Apparently, apparently my t- my mum, apparently my my parents, just that one day that I got scared because I was watching Mickey Mouse's haunted house and the shoes moved by themselves and I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I reckon I was quite a scaredy young child. Oh no, weak. Um, okay, surely you've heard of this one, Roland in the Caves. 
No, I've not heard of it. <laughs> Roland in the cave. Because there were two games. There was Roland in the cave. Your and... face for the those you want to be able to see how his face lit up when he talks <gasps> about Roland in the it's cave. So cool. So basically, the screen would be like a the inside of a cave. You're seeing it from like a cross section, and it gradually get narrower and narrower with tiny little platforms either side. And I think there'd be like a bat that was flying around. Mm. And then Roland was this, this little tiny stick man. Mm. It was really weird. Like he was always in like a crouched position. And when you, I think when you press the space bar, he leapt up in the air and you had to try and get out of the cave by jumping side to side. Mm. That was a good one. Um, and then Roland on the ropes. What was that getting out of 10? Caves. I think that was probably my favourite game. Really? On the That's a nine. The goat. Yeah. Roland, just remember that little ant-like looking stick figure leaping through crouching the Crouching down. Why do you mm. think he was crouching down? Yeah, he's just crouching and then springing up. It was weird. Uh, Roland in the cape, Roland on the ropes, sorry. Was he a frog? Completely different character, by the way, Roland and the ropes, even though they're both called Roland. Lazy titling yeah. from Amsoft. Yeah. Imagine that in the offices, like, you've got another game to come out, we'll just fucking call yeah. it Roland's game, but it's not the same character. Even on the cover, they didn't look Doesn't anything matter. like each other. Maybe Roland's just a really popular name back there in the 80s. Right, you don't get any Rollins, do you? No. Who's, have you actually known anyone called Roland? Yeah. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? One of Luke Skelton's uh, brother's friends called Roly. Roly? Yeah. Right, he didn't want to up, be called by his full name. A roll-up cigarette. So <laughs> yeah. That's when you know you've got a shit name. Where you'd be rather named after like the budget way of smoking cigarettes <laughs> than actually your first name. <laughs> yeah, look, I know it sounds shit, but just call me Roly. Because it's better than Roland. <laughs> Roland. Yeah, it's a weird name, isn't it? It's a really weird name. You don't get any Rolands anymore. I reckon that's an extinct name. Anyway, Roland of the Ropes, dead, really slow. Just had to go up and down ropes and getting chased by mummies. Wait. But not the same mummies from Oh Mummy. Must have been the big deal, then. Mummies. Climbing up and down ropes. No, this is definitely... There's a game that, 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 that I was going one of my all-time favourites. Yeah, there's a Spectrum game that's similar to that one, I think. Which is like that, but I don't want to say it because it was my highlight. Was yeah, yeah, we'll save it. We'll save it. Uh, Sultan's Maze, number ten. Sultan's Maze. What kind of? What are they trying to depict in this game? Like, you're like I, I remember the cover. It had like this guy, like Sultan, big, like jeweled, like, like a guy from and, Big. The, yeah, yeah. Gives you your wish. Yeah. What's yeah. that called? That machine. Sultan. Great Sultan. Sultan the Sultan. <clears throat> yeah, Sultan's Maze. And that was. I think it was just like a top-down like kind of maze, one. maze thing. Yeah, I don't I think know. it... Again, didn't really play that one, I think, so that's, that's going down to a zero. Then the next one, I don't remember... Well, actually, the next two. These games are shit, actually. Now I'm looking back at it. <laughs> the only ones I remember fondly are Roland in the Caves and Harrier Attack. Right, this is fresh for these next two. Time Man 1. Time Man 1. I think it was a clock. Time Cop. Time Clock. Time Cop. Time Cop had been out of that term. No, but I don't think this is that. I think this might have been... Predated. I think it might have been a screen of time on it. Oh, right. I thought maybe it predated. So maybe this was the actual film was made after this classic. So it was just a clock with a time on it. Because think about it, like on the operating system, you wouldn't have like in the bottom of the screen, you wouldn't have the time on. No be nothing would it it'd be like a little flashing cursor thing I think yeah but so what would you do what time man one mm. you couldn't tell the time could it no there's no possible no, but way maybe you had to program it in and maybe, then yeah. just keep counting yeah maybe yeah yeah, yeah then, what is like, the current time just like what's the time well funny you should ask because I've got the, got <laughs> mum 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 ask what the time is <laughs> yeah what was this software called <laughs> time man one funny you should ask mum because I've got time man run, running in the other room let me go and check for <laughs> yeah. you but Mikey you've got a watch but, no no no, no. <laughs> Just need to double check. 
Time Man won. And then Xanagrams. Xanagrams. Just Anagrams game. Why do they call it Xanagrams? <laughs> is it like Anagrams copyrighted? Maybe, maybe, maybe it was. Is copyrighted. They, or maybe they're just ultra cautious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the games weren't, they were a bit one dimensional, apart from my goats game. For so the, for so the this is the Amstrad goat game, yeah. Yeah, it's an Amstrad goat game for sure, but um, like the ones that spring to mind for the Amstrad, there was like one game called Hunchback, which I absolutely oh. loved. Like it was a combination of jumping like over platforms and then climbing up ladders. Or that maybe that was Hunchback Two because they did a sequel to it. Yeah, and it had some proper fucked up looking Hunchback on the front. Like I don't know what film. But in my mind's eye, when I see a hunchback, I think of this hunchback. There's a lot of like kind of creepy themed games back then, wasn't there? But that was really good. That was really good. Like, but I was the, I was the always, I was the champ. My dad, I think, my, actually, my dad played that quite a bit, hunchback. And yeah. He was good, but I, I soon usurped him. Usurp is the right word in this instance from that. That was an absolute belter. That, was that your goat though? No. No. Well, there's four games that really stand out. The other one was <clears throat> Feud. Which was an absolute classic. You're you're basically against another wizard, and you have to kind of walk around and find like mushrooms and stuff like that to make these potions. I think it was an absolute legendary game of the time. Yeah, and you you can you'd be running around these forests trying desperately to find in these kind of static screens going up, down, left, or right. This sounds exactly like one of my goat games. Yeah, it was. And then you have to collect, and then you run back to your potion. I don't know what you did with these potions, but you'd actually see the other wizard running around like at the same time. Oh man, fucking motherfuckers on me! Like I don't know how it did it, but it was absolutely fantastic. And then, I mean, number one was actually a tough one because I. I forgot how good these two games were and I'd really, really going to give a go to play them again. So second, but only just, yeah. was Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, how oh, do used to play that? My fucking God. You used to have like this, this map of like wherever it would have been, Manhattan. Yeah. It was like a Pac-Man maze. Yeah, it looked like with just all the grid, the, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, with all of the different houses that used to have ghosts around there, plus ghosts running around, so you have to kind of drive your, what's it called? Ecto-1. Ecto-1 around to get these. To, 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 and then the actual capturing of the ghosts was amazing. You used to kind of have to kick the trap out and then trap yeah. the ghost in the kind of... When, when you say ghost, the, the four white pixels that are the on the screen. The four white yeah. pixels. And then Mr. Staypuff would make an appearance every now and again. It <laughs> yeah. was amazing. I mean, for the time... It actually was... had the music as well, didn't it? At the start, yeah, on the load-up. it did. It but was a really, like, was cool chiptune version of it. Super, yeah. like, different. Like, most of the games were so one-dimensional and it had so many different aspects to it. But... Number one by, well, by my reckoning, so ahead of its time. And, and I actually went as far as to when I was researching, watching somebody long playing it on on uh, YouTube. Oh, really? And it still stood up to me. Like, I still looked at it and straight away was Werewolves of London. Never played it? Oh, my God. Really? You were either a dude during the day. Yeah. And they used to go around, I don't, forgot, forgot what you did during the day, but you tried to do things that help you out when you knew you were going to turn to a werewolf at night. Yeah. Based on American werewolf in London. Oh man, that sounds and cool. Then, and then in nighttime, you used to turn to the and then the werewolf and then you used to be able to kill people. So you'd basically kind of stand in like their pixel over, your, your pixel over, press the button, you used to like shred the body. And it actually <laughs> looked really good. Like, yeah. And then you used to be like running through the underground stations and running through the oh, woods wow. and then running on the rooftops like as you're being chased by the police. Needs to be. I, I don't really remember much more than that, but it was 
fucking brilliant. Like so, it was. So when you watched it again on the YouTube video, did it look like it was pretty good still? Yeah, I was thinking like it would be great for us to pick some, like to pick each of our goats' game and spend an hour watching each other playing it, basically, and just seeing kind of. That'd be cool, yeah. Reliving it for yourself and then having a kind of modern look to it. But it was so, such a good game. And there were things like, things that used to collect. uh, I can't really remember what they were, but it was just like so atmospheric as well. I was a werewolf running around the underground. And they had to watch out the police with the silver bullets used to kind of like hunt you There was something about games back then. I think like the atmosphere and like, like you said, a lot of the games in this list are kind of like creepy and like monsters and stuff. But, Maybe it's because the, the graphics are so simple that you kind of, in your mind, are kind of filling it all in. But it? also, it's just your unfettered imagination because you're not. Yeah. I wouldn't have seen a werewolf film at the point of seeing this, playing this game. I wouldn't like you wouldn't have seen probably any of the horror films that they're referring to in any other ones. So yeah, yeah, you would have kind of just had snippets of them from kind of comic book covers or something like that, or a friend showing you a picture. So you're just literally working on pure imagination. Yeah. But yeah, those that, that I mean, but yeah, the Ghostbusters one was amazing. You got to upgrade the car as well. Ecto one got upgraded, but I think I actually like, played it quite recently, really? like last year. Yeah, because Hannah used to have that on her Spectrum, and she wanted to play it again because there, there was a I think I think there was actual voice, that kind of voice acting, synthesis, like synthesis in the game at one point when it went, I've been slimed. <laughs> <laughs> When Slimer came, like, came past you. I mean, there's this like, one bit of like voice synthesis in it, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. I forgot about the big voice synthesis. You used to get that <laughs> yeah. occasionally, didn't you? It used to sound so awful. Even, yeah. but even up until like the Mega Drive, it's just oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely awful. But yeah, no, the uh, 6128 was an absolute defining game, uh, console for me. So your goat was? Wells of London. Wells of London. Yeah, absolute belt. And yours? I could, only two, well, yeah, t- kind of, two or three that have popped up so one that sounds really similar to like your number three or four it was called the curse of sherwood curse of sherwood that rings a bell yeah and it was like one of those games as well where you kind of you've got a static screen and you're like either a wizard or like a what would it be like a curse bard or like a warrior a you i think you could do two play you could you could do two players on it somehow i think on the keys one person no way and it was like, yeah, static screen, and it'd be like in some cool, creepy forest, it'd be like skeletons you had to kill. Yeah. And then, but then, yeah, when you got to the top or the bottom or the left or the right of the screen, it would then move down. Did you have the like a bow screen. and arrow? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, yeah, and you still had to shoot diagonally, I think, which was like one of the really rare things. <laughs> yeah, so I played that. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Well. I'm looking at the screenshots now, so, but yeah, I, this was very much like, like the one I was talking about. Yeah, when you were talking about that, it sounded exactly like Curse of Sherwood. There's probably just loads of clones of games back then. Someone plays something, think, oh, I'll, I'll code that myself in my bedroom, maybe. But that was a cool game. Really Curse cool of game. Sherwood. Well, I'm just actually looking at the images on Google, and somebody's actually drawing a map for it. Map for it. No way. And for somehow, in my mind, this map would have been fucking a million screens long, but it's actually tiny. Oh, really? Yeah. Like. Yeah, it seemed look, endless. When you look at relative times, oh. there's maybe only like. Yeah, there's nothing. 35 potential squares that had to interlink with each other. Got that on the uh, retro part. I need to crack that. Yeah, Curse of Sherwood. That was a great one with those skeletons. I yeah. do remember that. So that, that was my kind of number two. My number one is two games. Uh, Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. Did you ever play those? <laughs> no. Fuck. Well, so the, good. Based on the films? Nothing to do with the film ah. at all. No. Do, 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 and do, 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 both do, do, games do, do, are really do. different. So Halloween 1, you was a witch 
on a broomstick and you'd fly through the air and I think you'd start to shoot things with your broomstick like spiders and stuff yeah but it was like really smooth like the graphics for then it felt like they were really smooth and you kind of travel quite quickly how is like how does somebody even come up with that (laughs) I don't know yeah so you've got a witch on her broom yeah let's call it Halloween that's like a witchy thing I think there might be pumpkins that yeah there'd be pumpkins that you had to shoot as well I think in Halloween 1 but my favourite even better than that Halloween 2 you played as one of the pumpkins that I think could be, or you'd been cursed by the witch or she put a spell on you, turned you into a pumpkin. And it was almost like an early platformer because the pumpkin would bounce around on the screen. Yeah. So you'd have to kind of like negotiate your way through like little, navigate your way through like little levels, a bit like a Mario game, but much more basic. Mm. But yeah, it's like kind of bouncing pumpkin. I think it made like a squeaky kind of noise as well. Sounds quite, sounds quite different though from, uh, from the games of the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that felt more like a console game. Than, than anything mm. I've played before, I think, yeah. Were they on tapes? Tapes, yeah. Because, yeah, sorry, so you, you were talking about your... Um, disk drive. Disk drive, yeah. So how quickly would they load from that? Instantly. But... Oh, really? I remember my dad, uh, my goal was to get... Because <clears throat> we didn't have a tape deck for that one. We only had the um, disk drive. So my goal was to get the tape games onto the disk. And I never figured it out. Because my dad brought all these blank discs to go with it as well. Ah, so you could copy them over onto it. Apparently, but I never figured it out. And this was, yeah. like, there's no one I could speak to about it. I had to try and just read through the instructions and figure out, but I never managed to make it happen. Just so you could load them so much quicker. So much quicker. And we own, like, still all of the games, I'd still say like 80% of the games we had mm. were always brought on cassette because I don't yeah. think discs were that widely available. I don't think I hardly ever saw disc games. No, games, but no. the ones, I think there's a couple <clears throat> of games and it just loaded like literally straight away. Like there was in a split second. Um, I was going to say, so when I was looking up about the Amstrad, I think it sold like maybe five million, was it? Maybe five, five. million? Yeah, yeah. So worldwide. I think it was worldwide, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of copies. But it was, it was considered to be quite a success, yeah. Yeah, it's a real, that's a load, five million. Let's have a look. No, no, sorry, two million, two million. Two million. But still, that's not bad, is it? Um, Do you think there's two million PlayStations in the UK? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, One in every 30 households got a PlayStation. I reckon so, yeah. Well, because mm. when you look at this... That's one in every 30 households. It's not much. So one, like kid, in like every cla- one kid in every classroom. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's... Um, I don't know, my school, all rich at my school, but yeah, I don't know. Not the school I went to. The school I teach at. Um, yeah, I wonder, like, PS4, say, in the UK. I wonder how many they've sold. But yeah, two million seems pretty good. But yeah, no, the six one two I had the disk drives, but we had to, used to have to plug in an external tape drive to it to load because all the games were still on tape. And the six one two eight came with something. You got you got your stat. No, no, that's fine. Um, because it went from green screen to color. But get this: the monitor came with a base which turned it into a television. Oh, really? Oh fucking yes! But it was a tuner, so the knob at the like they only had volume. Like, what had you have to do? Put an aerial on top of it. Contrast, and then then the aerial went into the to the um to the tuner base. Ah. But basically, I then this TV served me for about ten years afterwards <laughs> because it like you had to manually tune in all of the TV stations by hand every time. So like, imagine the TV tuner is like a one to twelve like. ITV used to be at one o'clock. Uh, Channel 
two uh, BBC Two used to oh, be it's like dialing in radio four, stations four o'clock exactly like yeah. that. But I used to be so good at kind of knowing where everything was. I could literally within this, like just one hand movement to, between the channels as if I was just flicking through. It was like it was so having one of your seizures again. <laughs> I didn't have one of my seizures because because that would have probably just set me off into a spiral. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, having this TV base, I think eventually the TV was so useful. Like until I. It served me such a long time until yeah. I got, a, I think it was like 12 inches. Yeah, I, I remember it being bigger, but like when I've seen pictures of it now, it's pretty small, it's isn't pretty it? It's pretty much 12 inches, I think. Like yeah. 12 inches was small for a TV even then, really. Yeah. But like 14 would have been like the portable TV. This was smaller than that. And then like I went from that, which I think served me up until, God, then... I think I've literally, until I was like, Nine, eighteen, or nineteen. I had this one TV in my room because oh, it was really? quite a thing to have a TV in your room. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I inherited my brother's one when he kind of moved out. I didn't have a TV in my room till then. <laughs> how how old would you have been? I had like a. Oh no, that can't be true though because I had. Oh no, no. So maybe he upgraded to a better one, and then I got his hand me down. My my my, yeah. my brother it must be that. I remember my brother getting a TV for his room. Because we kind of went our separate ways room-wise when we were about kind of 10. Yeah. When I was about 10, I think. We used to share a room in a bunk bed. And then he got the room, maybe it was a bit older, maybe I was 12. Started. He got the room that was the spare room in the house, which As a parent, when do you decide that? Like, when they start hitting pubes? I don't know. It's a good one. It's, it's an interesting question. But I got this, yeah, I got this. My brother then moved into what was the spare room, which was AKA my grandma's room because that's where she stayed every time she came and stayed. Oh, um, but then he got a TV for his room. But I think I would have—I don't know if I'd have, the TV was still in my, the computer was still in my parents' room, or was in my bedroom at this point. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Where would your Amstrad be? In my parents' room. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh no, why? Yeah, but they're never in there unless they're sleeping. And right. Okay, always, yeah, they're yeah. always asleep and awake before me, so yeah. it didn't really matter. So they never used it apart from sleeping. But it was this kind of. <clears throat> Yeah, it was it was in there and um, was it on like a, a table or yeah, it was on like oh, really? the end, like a kind of a, like a desk, like a cabinet, like <laughs> okay, a dressing, yeah. like a like a chest of drawers, yeah. and it had like this leather. It would have been like part of the furniture's like little leather tops footrest kind right, of yeah, thing, yeah, which yeah. used to be the used to be where I used to sit to play on it. Oh, our Amstrad was always on the floor in my brother's room, so every game I played for the years and years, I'd be like kind of kneeling down on the floor. Oh, really? Yeah, like crouched over. I, um, well, actually thinking about it, I used to have, because then even when I got my first console, my Mega Drive, I was still going into this my parents' room to play it. So I wouldn't have got really? I, I wouldn't have got my TV in my bedroom until I was probably like 13. Right. And then it would have been this Amstrad monitor thing. But again, that would have was used from a Mega Drive as well, eventually. We're not going to talk about Mega Drive. No, no, no. Episodes. Only computers, because that's going to be another can of worms. But, but yeah, I remember it would have been... It would have been in my parents' room. And then my brother getting a TV and I was fucking jealous. It had a remote control. It had, didn't have teletext, but it had a remote control. But it was like a proper budget TV. It was like 99 yeah. like macro or somewhere. But it was like, I was so jealous of my brother having this TV with a remote control. Yeah, yeah. Like, because again, a new TV at the time, was just they just lasted forever, didn't they? Mm. But yeah, so I'd have had this computer in my parents' room. And then I think at some point in time, they relented and let me take it into my room. So then I had a, a TV stroke computer in my room. Did you... So would you have the, had the Amstrad then? Would you play games in your room on your own? Or by that point, did you, do you had a console then? No. Like your, your home computer 
plane would always be in your mum and dad's room. Yeah, but then I do remember the the Mega Drive being in your mum and dad's room, but also the the Amstrad being in my room. So it doesn't seem to make much sense. Mm. But maybe that happened at the same time. But I do remember, like my dad smoked. My dad would be always smoking in the house. Really. Like always, I mean, like, probably my dad was as well. And if he yeah. came up in to play a game in my room, he'd just be smoking away. Yeah. <laughs> not a fucking care in the world. Does not give, literally gives zero fucks. Yeah, my dad was as well, bro. He's walking around the house constantly smoking. <laughs> <laughs> my dad too, just in cars. Sometimes the window yeah. would not even be down. No. Like, just get literally zero. On the toilet. I always remember walking to the toilet after my dad. It's like, be like a cloud of smoke. My dad used to have like a bath on a Sunday. And sit there smoking. <laughs> sit there smoking in the bath. 80s dad. Living the dream. <laughs> Well, no, I just didn't think anything of it because it was just so normal. But you think yeah. about it now, imagine it's that. Just, it just seems mental now, doesn't it? What the actual fuck? Yeah. Imagine the fucking Charles these days if you saw that happening. You'd be fucking right onto child life. Yeah. Jesus. It's just normal. Like everyone's dad was doing it probably. But I didn't even know, like, people like, oh, say cigarette smoke stinks. I was like, I actually quite liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was a little bit addicted. Yeah, it probably I was. was. Like, just follow your dad around the house. I remember smelling smoking. it on my blanket and thinking, oh, I quite like that smell. <laughs> Yeah. I really do. It's fucking weird. But Yellow just, sheets. Yeah, I think we're washed. But, but yeah, definitely like just that, like n- no for like sitting in the front room at night, no windows open, just chuffing away. Well, I remember like, we're going a bit off track here, but I remember sitting with my mum when I started smoking. We'd both be sat there smoking. My mum, Me and my mum would be smoking, watching TV. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Fuck that. No, I used to like, I used to smoke weed in my uh, in my bedroom. Yeah, and but, but it was the stage where I don't think it came. I don't think my mum was living with us anymore at that time. Well, she was a bit actually, but she yeah, she definitely smelled. It. She used to go fucking mental. But this is much later, much later. Yeah, because I remember being in your bedroom and smoking weed. And your mum came up and gave us a bollock and we had to leave. <laughs> Did she? Yeah, really? Yeah, you had to leave. Yeah, yeah. Must be one of the rare occasions because after that she just fucking realised that there's nothing she can do about this. Yeah, it was quite rebellious of, of young me. But yeah, no. Definitely didn't have a TV in my room going back to the to the point till till later than I actually thought. And then getting an upgrade to that TV to this twenty eight inch TV. So going from that's a beast. A fourteen to a twenty. I think yeah. I won it at work. It's enormous, yeah. Fourteen to twenty eight was just possibly one of the most spectacular upgrades you like remote control, teletext, there's fucking nothing this big TV would not do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And going from a fourteen inch manually tuned by yourself TV so this was just it was literally like moving into the future but in a catapult <laughs> did you have any other um, of the 8-bit system like the before we move on to the 16-bit did you have a spectrum or well a, yeah I did I did what well, again like the other areas of the kind of the 8-bit was definitely like my school computer so we just touched on it uh, earlier but okay I think in the top year so I think it was year seven we had a BBC yeah Micron, is it? BBC Micron? Something like that, yeah. And the only memory I have of this BBC, and I'm not sure if it was... And again, memories sometimes get a little bit blurred, so it might be of a different time, but there used to be a game on it called Coffee Shop. (laughs) Yeah, not like... Well, Tea Shop maybe it was called. Tea Shop. Coffee Shop's a bit Amsterdam for... Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. You used to choose how much tea you would produce and buy the ingredients for it and set the price for it they're all quite educational weren't they yeah and then and but then if it but then if it was a sunny day you'd sell out of the tea and if it was rainy then you wouldn't and you'd be stuck with all this inventory okay it's like sims it was a really good game but then like after 
I think I found out many years later that actually there was no randomness like this week it would oh, really? always be a sunny week so nah. so you could but, but I, 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 when I was playing I had no idea but it was so fucking good this game like I used to really like this, that would be at school you'd be playing it this biz, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. Sure, I'm not sure when we would have had the opportunity but we'd have definitely had some opportunity I felt like we had like even I don't know if it was a computer room maybe there's like a computer on like a trolley that got wheeled around to different classes yeah and it's probably a Bbc yeah it was did it have the, old, the massive floppy disks the old trolley i think i didn't think this one they're almost like paper they're maybe kind of like yeah they're like five and a quarter weren't they, they yeah were. they're massive but the um i think and one of my friends also had a bbc my friend richard at primary school and playing cubert oh wow like, like the isometric kind of top down thing yeah well no it's kind of like 3d 2d with yeah. this kind of pyramid of shapes isometric it's kind of like from weird angle. like alien blob things with weird like Trumpet noses. And he used to swear, didn't he? A speech bubble came out and it had like little asterisks. Yeah, asterisks, because yeah. it was Q star B-E-R-T, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Like, yeah. Which was a, was a really cool title and I didn't really understand what it meant, but it was a really it was a really good game. And there was another game. I think that was an arcade game. Yeah, I think so too, because they used to port for every system pretty much, didn't yeah. they? There was very few exclusives. And it'd be well, like a completely different game depending on what totally platform Totally different, but I remember, because it obviously coded in the same language, I think it was quite easy for them to do it. But I remember... But I think like, you know, like if you had... Um, was it California Games? Like you have the arcade version, the piece, um, like the Amstrad version, the Spectrum version, the C64 version. But I think they're all coded by different people. I remember listening to a podcast and this guy was talking about it. He'd be like, oh yeah, say uh, US Gold, they wanted to make a version of it for the Amstrad, but they didn't give me any of the code. So basically what they sent him was like a VHS of the game being played. Hmm. He would watch that and he would use that to code his own version. Wow. So the version you're getting would be literally a completely different game. Yeah, well, and maybe to see because... The same license. The, again, the adverts that I do for, for, for player.retro is used to show screenshots from different systems and the difference in quality used to <laughs> yeah. be like, massive. It never showed the Amstrad one. It yeah. did like the arcade version. But, but the... But, um, but there was an early game called Operation Wolf. Remember oh, that? Oh yeah, one? yeah, that was an arcade game. Yeah. That was a proper arcade game. Mm. But they'd even port that to the Amstrad. The difference <laughs> yes. between this almost lifelike <laughs> shooting game and the Amstrad graphics, you, like it was just a joke. You just had no idea what he was going to get because they looked amazing. You kind of sit there with loading, like your fingers crossed, thinking. And the come loading on, come picture on, come was on. always going to look yeah, pretty good. Oh, this looks pretty good. And then it loads up. Like, yeah, fuck's sake. it was it was an absolute stickman, absolute shocker. But there was another game I can't remember, which involved like lifts and bananas, mm. and, like this kind of duck type character. But that was another game I remember from those times. But again, I think these were the BBC ones. But that was a really good game as well. You used to have these lifts going up and down. These bananas used to have to collect on each of the levels of the platform. Okay. I don't remember much more than that. But then, actually, quite a lot later because I think at this point. My friend, my next door neighbour, Mike, shout out to Mike Green, um, his his computer had been retired because he had a Spectrum and I had an Amstrad. And then one day playing marbles, stakes got high and I won the Spectrum off him and all his games playing a game. Oh, marbles. really? Do you ever play marbles? Yeah. No, I always remember having marbles. I don't think I actually knew We used to, like, we to have it. quite a competitive scene in Oakland's. Is it a bit like marbles. skills? Like, do you like throw it, and if your marble touches theirs, then you get to keep them? Yeah, basically, yeah, basically yeah. like I used to love playing marbles. I, I think I put that down to my amazing hand-eye coordination. Now was just playing marbles so much. But it used to have like these 
three different sizes of marbles. You'd have the small ones, like the most generic one being that kind of clear glass on with like a twisted two-colour symbol. Cool looking things, yeah. Yeah, really cool. And then you'd have like these medium-sized ones, which are the ones you actually played with, which were like probably, I don't know what to compare them to, the size of a gobstopper. Yeah. And then you'd have the kind of like ginormous ones, as they were called, or and they used to be the ones with real value, but you never used to play with them because they used to have sure ornamental like value. Like a paperweight. Well, no, kind of probably not far from a golf ball size, I'd say. Okay, ones. I think I only had the, the small ones and the medium ones then. But yeah, you then used to choose like the get like the version you play, like onesies, twosies, threesies, and foursies. And then the per- <laughs> I, don't I, I don't think you'd ever play onesies. There's some number of shots you got to try and hit the other person's. Ah, okay, yeah. Because then what you'll do is it would be over very quickly because you'd have the first person would just fucking launch his marble miles away and then you've, you've got to get close to it yeah. to get it in one. You're not going to get it in one. So you end up launching it close to his and then he takes a shot on you. So it always used to be twosies. But then you used to get adventures with threesies and foursies. <laughs> but twosies would be like, first person would just launch his marble as far away as they could. The other person has to try and get him and then yeah, obviously yeah. the attack goes to you. Then you've got two shots to try and hit their marble. But I used to be a dead eye but anyway one a spectrum one a spectrum yeah and there's there was a game on there again which was like total genre Blake breaker of the time called captain blood <laughs> never heard of it no. it was this kind of space simulator game which which you were this kind of intergalactic time traveling pirate and you used to have to go to these different planets scan the planets and used to tell you what was um what if there's any life on there and stuff like that? Then like go down. No Man's Sky. Basically, yeah, capturing these, capturing these aliens, and then trying to kind of get clues to un- interpret their 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 language. It was fucking really? deep. And on that, that was the only get. Well, there's that, and then one day, so my next door neighbour used to be a couple of years younger, but he used to have two older brothers. He used to be a few years older than me. So yeah, like Mike was the youngest, and Ian was. Like probably three years older than me, and Steve was like five years old. He didn't really get involved in the childish games because he was like too too old. We used to always kind of play football. Me and my brother, Giz used to be there as well, and some other kids in the neighbourhood. Then one day, like Ian, his older brother had an idea to to do like a bookmaker, and he had this game called Sport of Kings, Sport which, of Kings. which is basically this horse racing simulator. Oh, really? And he, like, yeah. And I don't know if it was random or not. I'd guess not at that time. I don't think they could do random during those times. Probably not, no. But he um, ran a book and we kind of bet our pocket money on his horse. <laughs> and I remember when my horse came in, like four to one, and I'd put 50p on This is on the spectrum? This is on the spectrum, yeah. And, like, I won, like, two quid. And, I, oh, my goodness. I, I'm not surprised I would like to gamble in later life yeah. with this going on. Because I actually won what was serious money. Two quid, I'd buy your game. I'd buy your game back then. I'd probably bought, brought that game, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, a few few of the kids getting wiped out, but I, I, I got lucky that day. But they're the they're the only games I really remember from the... Spectrum. Oh, no, there's one. How can you not? Possibly the defining game of that generation. <laughs> it's going to be something I've not heard of, Don. Elite. Oh, okay. But that, that wasn't on the Amstrad CPC, was it? You could get it for the Amstrad. Really? It must have been like one frame per no, second. No, maybe it was... No, maybe you're right. Maybe it was on the... I think that was on more like PCs, wasn't it? No, maybe. it was, it was like the, the BBC. Earliest. The BBC was, was the first one that came out. It was like wireframe graphics, wasn't it? But amazing. It was like space trading. Space sort of trading thing, and fighting and ship upgrading and... Do you know what? Then maybe there was a ZX Spectrum version of that, you know? Hmm. Thinking about it, it might have been. It was phenomenal. It was, again, it was like so much 
more depth than anything else and it just felt like there was this infinite galaxy and, but my friend Alistair had what had had the, to play and I just remember going around there once and just thinking I never had it myself I'm just yeah. thinking I would just lose my life in a game like this it was just so deep like you could upgrade the spaceships you could like trade different goods you could be a criminal like you really yeah. was choose your own adventure ship. all of that would be kind of just through text that appeared on the screen wouldn't it no, but the flying of the ship. Was oh yeah, the flying of the ship. ship but like all the kind of decision making and trading and stuff. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. Text on the screen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Spectrum, do you know, was actually a big seller in the UK. It yeah, sold it was, five I think, million. I think the Spectrum was the number one, wasn't it? No, it was the Commodore. The Commodore was yeah, but that was worldwide because I think the Commodore was kind of big in the states as well. I think it's the only one that actually kind of made it out there. Oh, really? Out there. Yeah, five million though for the Spectrum. Pretty good. Five million in the UK or worldwide? I think that might be worldwide, but still, that's not, not bad, is it? Not bad at all. Two games that I remember, because Luke Simmons had a Spectrum. I don't know if he had these games, but I always used to see them in magazines and be jealous that they weren't available in the Amstrad. Yeah, there's one... Manic Miner. It's the other one, Jet Set Willy. And Jet Set Willy, yeah, Jet they were Set programmed Willy. by the same guy. I yeah. think Manic Miner was first. And Jet, Jet Set Willy was, was the one my next door neighbours had, and I had to go around there in the Spectrum, and that was a subsequent Spectrum that I won a few yeah. years later. I played it recently, Jet Set Willy, like, I think last year as well. It was pretty smooth, wasn't it? Yeah, really good. Like, um, I don't know like, what was going on in the Spectrum. Like, the graphics were different, less colours. They had like, weird colour clashing happening as well. Really weird cl- colour clashing, yeah. It, it looks really kind of cool now, but... Um, but it seemed to be quite smooth compared to like an Amstrad game. You had like a little jetpack and it's like kind of flying through yeah. like little landscapes and stuff. Yeah, it's very very playable. Like it was very. It plays right now when like I was playing. Flappy it. Bird or something like that. Yeah, that, that kind of thing where you kind of, I think you push a button to kind of keep yourself in keep, the air. Keep yeah. the momentum. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the Commodore, twelve to seventeen million. Fuck. That's massive, isn't it? Well, then they were strong on the next generation as well, weren't they? Because mm. the Amiga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you didn't have a C64, did you? No. I knew people that had it. I know. I never had... I don't think I knew anyone with a C64, just a Spectrum and the Amstrad. But, yeah, that was the one to have. They had, like, a weirdly, like, muted colour palette on, on the C64. Like, the games always looked a bit boring, a bit brown and stuff. Yeah, but I they think, did. Yeah, they did. Because I think the Amstrad always had the best graphics. They had the best colour, yeah, yeah. Spectrum always had those kind of clashy colours and then the C64 was just look greyish. It's so kind of. funny now when you think about it, like, you would judge the performance of a video game system by how many colours it could display. Yeah. Like 27 totally. colours at once. Totally. And there was no quantum leaps in that thing. And the shelf life of a PC would be a long time in those days. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't get many upgrades. But yeah, I think that kind of leads nicely into the next kind of generation of computers. So yeah, this, the 16-bit area then. What was your, what was your first uh, 16-bit machine? Hmm. Home computer. Well, at that point, I kind of moved over to games consoles. I so I did actually have one of the Amiga A1200s. Oh, wow, that's like a later model, yeah. But again, I think by the time I got it, it was... I traded it with somebody for somebody else. Yeah. I definitely didn't get a new one. But mm. it was a powerful machine. Like, a really powerful machine. Um, so, yeah, that was... I really think that that was... Well, actually, that's not true. So... Excuse me. My best friend, Giz, who is kind of Mikasa Zukasa, yeah. um, got an Atari... ST. ST, yeah. Yeah, and this was 
like when going from the Amstrad to this, this is another quantum mm. leap. I remember like um, when I had like maybe in the later years of having my Amstrad, walking through John Lewis and seeing like on their little section where they had all their home computers laid out, seeing like on one of the monitors the graphics of this this Atari. I was like, what? Is was it that? John Lewis or has it been well installed? That was John Lewis. Oh, wow. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember you speak of when stores. stores before that, was And it? I used to love it because it had, used to have these little kiddie cinema things, mm. which were a bit like you, you could sit two people in there and watch one cartoon. <laughs> and you put in like some money, like 20p, and you used to be able to watch one cartoon. <laughs> and I used to, God, I used to love that. But yeah, no, I don't remember going to Astronomy so Yeah, Atari much. ST was amazing. Like the leap from, from those 8-bit Amstrads and Spectrums to to the 16-bit Ataris and Amigas was just massive. It was design. massive. It was massive. But yeah, so Giz got this Atari ST and then just kind of, he used to have it in this, I don't know what, I think this room actually have ended up being his younger, his younger brother's bedroom when he was born. So it would have been before he was born. Rich is, but so it would have been late 80s he'd have got this. Yeah, they came out in like 87, I think. Yeah, I think it was yeah. like 87, 88. And it was in this computer room. And the reason I used to love this room, it used to have like a vent. It was the only house I knew it had a Velux window, you know, like those kind of roof windows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it used to like get really good light through this thing. So you used to have this kind of like light shining into this kind of tiny room where this computer used to be. It used to be amazing. And the games on there that I remember, like the OG for me was Star Wars. Oh, really? There's a Star Wars game on there. Oh, uh, is there a Star Wars game? It's probably the best game ever made. <laughs> <laughs> hyperbole you've got mousing, the best game ever you're using made. a mouse and a keyboard to begin with i don't think i ever used a mouse on my amiga or for one thing and so obviously you could do targeting using your hands as opposed to using your kind of like aim if that makes sense right yeah and you used to like the first bit used to used to be like in this x-wing it used to be just pure wireframe so this yeah this is the arcade machine that they've converted then yeah, yeah this is yeah. pure wireframe they used to take out the x-wings and if you kind of shot three of them mm. Then you got into the next level, which is the doing the, the, the run of the Death Star, where you've got like these kind of like pillars, like you have to go up or down or in between as it got to the end. Yeah. And then you used to have to fire the, um, because to shoot the turrets either side. God, it's all coming back to me now. You said to shoot the turrets either side. You grinning from ear to ear. Oh my God. Well, it's definitely not the best game ever made. And then, and then shoot the uh, photon torpedo into the, was it a photon torpedo? Something like that, yeah. Some bullshit, yeah. Is it, is it that's Star Trek photon torpedoes anyway yeah into the Death Star and then he used to blow up the Death Star game over oh my god that was such a great game being a Star Wars fan anyway mm. this is like came at the perfect time but it was just such an upgrade because you kind of went from static with like a tiny cursor moving to kind of full screens moving along yeah. which was just really I remember like the, when I saw it in John Lewis, there was playing um, like on the demo of it, so you'd have a rolling demo of a game. And it was Shadow of the Beast, a Cygnosis game. And like Cygnosis were just, that name was just synonymous with quality graphics at the time. All Shadow the of the Beast was graphics. a great game. Personally. And it had like, they called it like parallax scrolling. So basically, instead of like just having a flat screen, 2D screen, it looked like it's three dimensional because you'd have like layers of background, so like maybe some trees, then some mountains some clouds but they all moved at a slightly different speed so it looked really three-dimensional yeah, yeah, when he's playing parallax scrolling. yeah i've never seen anything like it before. you get parallax scrolling websites now where you got yeah you do yeah yeah, yeah it's, mm. kind of, it's making a comeback but yeah it was very very much a different experience to the to the classic pcs and definitely all for games who didn't do anything yeah. i don't remember doing anything apart from games on 
No, no. Gizzy's Atari, but it was an absolute. They used the three point five inch discs, and they like the the ones with the little pull across tab, like a yeah, little springy yeah, tab that yeah, came yeah, across. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they like the original. Um, so you didn't. So you had a Amiga twelve hundred, but like later on, you didn't have like anything before that. No, nothing before that. We had it later on, but again, I'm thinking the Windows, the period for this wasn't so such a huge. Maybe it was. Could have been up to ten years, I guess, but. Playing the Mega A twelve hundred, oh my god, there was so that was again, like, better than the Mega Drive, not as good as the other generations. Mm. But these these home computers, they were the same kind of idea, where it'd be like a keyboard, all the computers kind of built into that one unit. But they didn't come with monitors, did they? Those ones, I think those no, ones were just didn't. built to be plugged into a TV. Exactly, and um, yeah, the Amiga was um, like one of the kind of first machines that was kind of properly upgradable as well yeah you like could expand you could get the, RAM, the ram and maybe even the processor and like had a proper parallel port it was kind of a close to a modern pc yeah. until the modern pc came out and it did overlap a bit yeah with the I kind of was... ibm's dos pcs which was the kind of birth of the i would say yeah. the modern pc and i don't think the amiga 500 was the first amiga i think there was a more pc like home computer that came before the Amiga 500 but Amiga 500 is kind of purely yeah. aimed at gaming I think it? my cousin had an Amiga 500 and it was really good graphics but compared to like the 1200 it was just mm. it yeah I had, five, like a I had 500 maybe the 1200 was like a 32-bit machine mm, might have been because yeah. it was a quantum leap better because I, I think there was the 500 and the 600 the 600 was yeah. like a smaller form factor yeah I, I think that. that came with one meg of RAM whereas my one I had to expand it to one meg of RAM it came with like 512. You've got the expansion. Mega. Mommy! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what is this? There was this one particular game that had to... such a fucking rip-off, isn't it? So you, to play this game, it had to be a one meg... Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a one meg uh, system. So I had to upgrade it. And so as well meg. as buying a game, I had to actually buy this chip to put into the Amiga as well. So for context, the Amstrad would have had 64 kilobytes of memory. Yeah. And this is one megabyte of memory. Yeah. So it came with 512 kilobytes of memory, but you could double it with this little chip that you put so into it. So that was like 64, 1, 2, 8, 2, 5, 6, 4, so, so eight times faster. More memory at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the processors are much Very better. Very much a well, Moore's Law kind of thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that came, so it was, what, 84? So that was about five years after the Amstrad. Five, six years after it came out. Yeah, I um, think, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't, that's, that's why Gizaz is Atari. That was my only really exposure during that time. Did you, um, have you heard of Project X thing? Because that was the game that required this extra expanded memory into the Amiga. So it's called Project X. Because <laughs> yeah. Michael had to send his mum a project to get this upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much it would have been for like that upgrade as well. Games, I think those games were maybe £10. Yeah, like I think Amiga maybe it would games. have been like 30 quid because again, yeah. like these adverts that I've been cropping, like this light pen thing, which maybe came with an overlay as well, it sounds like it's wizard tech at that time, was only twenty nine ninety nine. Right, okay. Probably equivalent of like 100 quid now, maybe. Something. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. Given, given the fact that the Amstrad was close to a 1,000 based on today's money. So, so Project X was like um, published, or well, developed, yeah, developed by a team that's still around now, Team 17. 
Yeah. So they're still making it up. Worms, for example. Worms, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is this is yeah. This is really where the game started to get a bit more serious. Yeah. The Project guy, X is like R-type. some guy coding in his bedroom. Now you've kind of got small studios. Yeah. Or you'd you'd even have kind of like celebrity sort of coders. Do you remember? Do you remember Arch McLean Snooker on the Amiga? No. So Arch McLean, he he first started in computer games. I think he did. Was it International Karate Plus? Do you remember that game? Where it's no. like, so you'd play as this like one karate guy in the middle of the screen, just, and then on either side you get other like kind of karate guys coming towards you, and you just, just kind of do like different moves to like kick them away. So they bleed on the inside. Do they bleed on the inside? Do you know that reference. <laughs> What's that from? It's from uh, Trading Places. <laughs> you not see Trading Places? Yeah, yeah. But yeah when he's in the, when he's locked in the prison, <laughs> and these two huge dudes come over to him and like so they're gonna knock his teeth in basically for being a gobby idiot and then he starts making all these crazy karate noises <laughs> it, it was a wicked game man it's like if you look at it now as well it had like almost that kind of that rotoscope kind of animation style to the like the animation like really smooth kind of fluid yeah do you know how to do that so kind of actually film a person like an actor doing the moves and then they somehow, almost a bit like how you have it now, where you have like the ping pong balls. Somehow they got that onto the computer. So the, the movement was actually a person doing those moves. It like originated with someone like doing like a flying kick or whatever. They'd film it and somehow that was put into the game. <laughs> you fucking drank the marketing Kool-Aid from this company. <laughs> no, it's true. It's actual technique. Sure. There's enough pixels to kind of show any... Because, you know, like Flashback. Do you remember the game Flashback? Yeah. Amiga? Yeah, the, the animation of that is like unlike any other game. Yeah, but that was ahead of that time. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just because of like the program. It's like the technique they used. They would actually film a person. What? This is on the... Oh, yeah. On Amiga. Ah, uh, right. No, mm. sorry. I'm thinking of like Amstrad no, CPC. Like, no, no, no. No, the Amiga, yeah, absolutely. Because Flashback was... Mm. Oh, my God. I mean, again, I don't want to encroach too much onto the Mega Drive side of this because we're going to do another one on consoles, which is why we're just talking about... The Amiga computers. version looks better than the uh, Mega Drive version. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it generally was. The computer PCs were better because... Mm, yeah, they were slower, be, but they... They used to be refreshed more frequently more, um, as well. Like yeah. The life cycle of a console those days was a long fucking time. But if you tried to get like a conversion of like, uh, say, Sonic or something on the Amiga, it'd run like shit compared to that. Yeah, because it console. wasn't designed for these things. But yeah, the Amiga, but yeah these were kind of starting to... So yeah, Archer, Archer McLean Snooker, that was, do you not remember it? It was actual three, looked like 3D snooker. So rather than kind of being like shot from above, which a lot of snooker and pool games were, then it was kind of, you were at the level of the table, like as yeah. if you were actually playing snooker. Oh really? I yeah. Really played that one. And he brought out Jimmy White's snooker afterwards. He got the license for Jimmy White. I've just yeah, Jimmy White on the cover. A game that was an absolute classic of that era. And I can't believe I forgot about it. And Gizzy used to have this, Lemmings. Yeah, that's it. I've got that on my list. Yeah, yeah. Lemmings. Oh my so that's God. Psychosis as well. What a game that was. You basically Brilliant game. had to stop these lemmings from committing suicide. <laughs> so, yeah. And they had different types of lemmings that used to stop you, used to kind of dig. Oh no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the aim was to try and kind of divert them to the exit as opposed to their impending doom. And depending on how many you saved and died... Depended on how much score you got. But they had like a little bar along the bottom with different tasks you could get your lemming to do. Like it 
click on the pickaxe yeah, one. Yeah, like a little, one, like little, a little like grid of numbers with different like, animations. Of you could even have one that would make one of them explode on purpose. So yeah. like maybe like bore a tunnel down. To bore the a tunnel, or, yeah. And there's the ones with like parachutes. And it was kind yeah. of very much like Worms is now. You've got those different functions. But it was a great game, an absolute great game. Yeah. And another one that I remember from, from Giz's, Giz's computer was a, a game called Atura. Atura? Yeah, it was weird. The graphics used to be amazing. You'd mm. run around just firing his axe at somebody, and then you'd pick up these kind of random ch- shields or something like that, and then teleport. And I don't know, that's all I can remember, but in my mind, it was just like the best yeah, game. Yeah. And we just kept getting to a certain part, could never get past it, but never, no, never really had much of a clue what was going on. I've got, I've got some highlights of games here then. I'll go for a list. What I kind of looked, went through the internet, it kind of brings it back. Oh, yeah, I remember that game, I remember that game. So, kickoff. Kickoff was again. Ah, oh, see, I just remembered. Remember Great, that was like a classic. Kickoff was annoying as fuck because the that, ball didn't used to stick to your feet. It was so yeah. It had this kind of like weird realism about it, where you'd have to kind of run into the ball and bounce off. Your yeah, feet as exactly. it was exactly. It was so hard. Mm. I mean, I remember it. I just probably I didn't like it because I was probably just not great at it. But there's like my game of that generation was sensible, sensible soccer. soccer. So that was kind of like an evolution of kickoff, wasn't it? It's like top down again, but the ball would actually stick. But to that was to be the different. I think it was at the same time though. There'd be it came uh, out a little bit later, yeah. Than yeah, actually, I, like I forgot all about the for the previous generation. There was like World Cup Italian '90 game that yeah, I yeah. had, which used to kind of like used to pick your team and you could rename all the players. So I used to go for all of the players and rename them Liverpool players. Yeah. And that was like, uh, like first kind of early championship manager. But then that made the defining game for me in that generation would have been championship manager. Okay, yeah. Like me and Dave Seal used to play that hard. Like, that would you? What would you play that on? The Amiga. On the Amiga, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the, then afterwards the the early PCs. But that was like a level of depth and detail that was just like phenomenal. Mm. And it's going, but that's kind of more thirty two bit. Would you not say? Depends what it's on. If it's on the Amiga 500, 16-bit. No, it was definitely the 1200. But thinking of the 16-bit, so the first time I saw a PC was my mum's and dad's friends. We used to go and they used to have two kids, Gregory and Andrew, yeah. who used to be our age. And so you mean like a first Windows PC? Kind of. I guess it must have been, yeah. But they, but it would have been Windows like, it would have been like 16-bit graphics at a push. Mm. Like it was really, really basic. But then playing a game called Civilization. Oh, yeah, yeah. And again, like, it just blew my mind that this kind of game had when a lot... When did that come out in Civilization? 1988. Was it? And you see the original one, it just kind of squares. And right, it, yeah. But it was just... It, now, obviously, I still play Civilization. So that was probably the game that I still play regularly today, which is still going. But this was just like nothing I'd seen before. It was... Every game was totally random... Everything was in your control. It was just taking gaming to like a whole new level for me. Um, on the on the list, I've got on here with the Amiga one. So like kickoff Sensible Soccer. Do you remember? So this was also by Sensible Software. You did Sensible Soccer, uh, Cannon Fodder. I was going to talk what about Cannon Fodder. What a great game that was! Wow, yeah. so actually had a fun. song at the beginning, Wah. didn't it? Then it made so much fun. Yeah. Look for your brother. Kill him with your gun. <laughs> I remember putting it on Christmas Day. I think I got it for Christmas. Like, the family was all kind of sitting around and said, oh, this game's maybe really good to put it on. It's like, oh my God, it's a song at the beginning. You never had songs at the beginning of the game. It was such a good it game. You had these well. different types of um, 
characters that you could deploy in different ways, couldn't you, to kind of do different things? Really good. Like, kind of like sort of top down again, wasn't it? The, the pixel kind of graphics are very similar to the Saints yeah, yeah, Soccer. Yeah. But yeah, you kind of click in an area and the whole little squad, or you could choose how many of the squadron would follow you to a certain yeah, you area. Drag and, and drag and drop. Because this would have been very early, early PC games, but. Yeah. Oh, our friend Russell's come to stay. <laughs> um, I feel like it was playable as well because I think for the first few levels it wasn't too hard. Because yeah. games back then were fucking hard. One thing we didn't mention, like on the Amstrad and these machines, they were a lot harder than, than now. You didn't have like you didn't have many kind of save points, if any save points no, in the game. Really hard. Uh, but that one seemed like you could get through a few levels and sit there for a little while and play it without kind of having to restart. Um, but you went into different terrains and I think I only ever got f- as far as was it like kind of like a, a level where it's almost like snowing or like icy yeah there was like a jungle level there yeah was I don't think level. I ever got to the ju- yeah I don't know I, I don't think I got very far in it maybe like halfway through the game but that was a quality game mm, that was um, that was an absolute quality game I'm trying to think of the other games of that time there was they did Frontier Elite which was just an absolute amazing amazing like thousands of planets inside it. Mm. You could like upgrade, like it was such an amazing upgrade from like Elite 2, which I think was the one I never really played. Yeah. And it was just absolutely phenomenal for the Atari. Another like kind of, is it like space exploration kind of, was it like yeah, dogfighting as well? Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's absolutely yeah. fighting. It was like the original Elite, but just like... Dogfighting is in like spaceships fighting each other. Space. Not like people in a pit with like... <laughs> no, exactly. A couple of Jack Russells exactly. going at each other. Exactly. No, it was... Um, it was an amazing, um, it was an amazing upgrade in gaming, and like, I think it had the mouse and keyboard as well. So yeah, it was it was just like it was just like a home PC. But then remember the computer room at technology room at school. Yeah, they were Acorn Archimedes, weren't they? Yeah, I never really used that. I think we had typing lessons sometimes. I think that's the only. I really, time I, I, I used to go to the computer room during school quite a lot, <laughs> like lunch breaks. No, you used to be able to go there and play games. It's like secondary school, isn't it? Yeah, but no, never used to really play them. No. We used to play a snooker game in there that used to be pretty badass. Mm. But yeah, they used to be yeah, they used to be pretty cool being that pretty the opposite of cool actually. <laughs> computer, yeah. computer club. I, I was outside talking to girls and playing football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was in the computer club. Um, other games in the Amiga. What about um, the Bitmap Brothers games? So they. Oh, but the thing is, I remember all these from my Mega Drive, not necessarily. Oh, from, really? Yeah. Yeah, because they were like a, a British. Ball I think they were British developers, weren't they? But oh they my were, God, Speedball all their too. graphics looked really good, like shiny kind of graphics on their games. I don't want to talk about Speedball Two because I want to talk about it in another episode. I will really? bore you for fucking hours. On I used to play, I used to play a lot of it. One, I won't talk about a game specifically, but I had this thing where when I was playing certain games, to kind of like spur myself on to be better at the game. I'd kind of like build up these scenarios in my head as I was playing. And like one of the things I used to do when I was playing speed. Like a montage in yeah. your head. Yeah. It looked like a rocky training man montage in my head. But like I would be like playing it, but I'd be telling myself, right, okay, Mike, if you if you get through this level, if you get through, if you like score and win in this game, then uh, this girl at school's gonna go out of you. So like you'll win, <laughs> you'll win the affections of this girl that you like at school. And it's like really trying to like G myself up to win this game. But I was probably putting more pressure on myself than I needed, actually. <laughs> and what, game, what kind of game would it have been that you were doing yourself up for? Uh, Speedball 2. Oh, Speedball 2. Yeah, yeah. It's I'd worth. actually get like an emotional attachment to some of the characters in that game as well. Yeah, like, yeah. buy better players I and stuff. Love, I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> I'm going to so and talk about it for such a long time. Did you have um, Gods by Bitmap Brothers? That was quite good. Gods is amazing. Mm. But again, I'm thinking this is PC time, so... 
No, but it, yeah, Amiga. Like all these games from Amiga, I think they might have had ports. But uh, yeah, no, I think it was an Amiga. It was. It was it called Gods. One yeah, Gods. That massive. That kind of like Centurion kind of looking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some amazing mm. games. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was. Fantastic. Yeah, that was a good one. Black and white. Well, that yeah. Was so no, that was PC, but Populous. Populous was on oh, the Amiga. Goodness. It's all oh, oh that was Megalomaniac. That Me- was amazing as well. So these were like but these ones I played on the on the um, Mega Drive. Ah, uh, okay. These were like the first God Sims. So basically, you were God, and you could kind of control in yeah. Populous. Well, Sim but City people as well. To like, yeah. SimCity well SimCity is like a city builder wasn't it yeah yeah but again you're playing God aren't you yeah like, yeah really you're choosing where houses are going they're building up but that would be the earliest one but civilization again like yeah. going back earlier in, in Populous you could kind of summon like thunderstorms natural disasters and, yeah earthquakes yeah. and stuff couldn't you and Megalomania used to have like aliens and stuff like yeah that yeah there. there's some absolute like these are these are right my favorite types of games but i feel this is moving on now a bit to the to the kind of slightly later era although they were all amiga but there would have been times where you would have literally had amstrad versions being released almost up until playstation like i'm sure there would amstrad no maybe a 6128 Really? But that's like an 8-bit system. Yeah, but the, like they would, you'd have 8-bits kind of and 32-bits still being kind of really? live at the time. Like now you'd never get anyone from <clears> PlayStation <throat> 3 as soon as the PlayStation 5 came out. But it used to be like mm. spanning three generations some of these games. Do you remember, you know, um, Team 17, so they like do Worms, I said that Project X. Do you remember the Alien Breed games? Yeah. They were good. That was like top-down sort of view. Yeah. It was basically like I, Aliens. I don't remember playing them, but yeah, I do. I, do. Like, but I again, not like three of those games. All of these, for me, crossing into the Mega Drive realm. Do you never, like, um, when you... I suppose you didn't have one of the systems. I suppose you had the, the old ones. I always remember people walking around in the playground trading games. Because you'd, you'd have, like, cracked or copied games. Mm. So you'd have, like, a little box that contained, like, maybe ten three-and-a-half-inch discs, were they? Two-and-a-half, no, no three-and-a-half-inch. Yeah, it's the original, like the ones that still used today. And they'd have, like, the white label on it with written, and you'd kind of write down the games that were on there. But like when you load the game up on the Amiga, before the the real kind of official loading title screen, there'd be like the crack screen, and it would actually have like different music, and it'd have the name and like kind of logo of the person yeah, who yeah. cracked that, the that'd game. That'd be like PC as well. That's, mm. that's exactly still sometimes. It's like a massive too, scene, I think, wasn't there, of like cracking and hacking yeah. these games, so you could like copy them basically onto yeah, yeah. blank discs. Yeah, yeah. All of my games were on blank discs. A lot of mine were. Well, I, I, I did go, used to go and buy some occasionally, but like, but it used to be on blank disc. It used to be quite nice buying a game because mm. this is the game. Or, this is the realm of oh, Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the Lucas Arts games, weren't they? The Lucas Arts games. Yeah, they yeah. were badass. Like that Monkey Island, I remember being like on like eight discs or something like that. Yeah, know? yeah. Proper kind. I, of I remember. Projects. I really wanted the Tale of Monkey Island for um, for my Christmas present for the Amiga. I think I'd said, oh, if you can't get that, then get me Street Fighter 2 instead. So I was thinking, that before Christmas, I kind of knew where the presents were hidden. I was really hoping, if I looked in the, in the cupboard, it would be Tale of Monkey Island. But it wasn't. It was uh, Street Fighter 2. So I never got to play Monkey Island. And Street Fighter 2, the port on the Amiga, was crap compared to the console version. Fuck, I just remembered another game like which I used to play on the Amstrad, which used to be an amazing game. Like, so, uh, Oh, what the fuck was Dizzy? Oh yeah, DC Egg. That was so. That was on um, Spectrum as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you not remember that? Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That game it used to just be quite a fluid game. You used to, yeah. have to go around, collect things, kind of upgrade things, and 
And I used to just love the Adventures of Dizzy. Games. Yeah. yeah, Dizzy used to be a badass. There were quite a few of them. I think it was like Dizzy something world as well. I think there was like... Yeah, there was about four or five yeah. different games. Every time a new one came out, my dad used to get it for me. It was about the only one that I consistently played, I think, across multiple different like, yeah. versions of it. So you, know, you know when Amiga you said like pretty much you only played it you only had it for playing games there was yeah. one other application that I had for it music no so there was an application called Deluxe Paint on it yeah so basically it was like a really simple interface where you could paint and draw like yeah. pixel by pixel um, so like a really really rudimentary version of say like Photoshop for example but you'd do it like pixel by pixel on Amiga you had quite a good range of colours but uh, so at the time, this is like sort of late eighties, early nineties, and I was massively into Madonna at the time. And I remember <laughs> once in the in the newspaper, I found a a picture of Madonna. It's like a really small, probably about five centimeter by four centimeter picture of Madonna yeah. with like the crown of thorns on, with her boobs out. <laughs> so I remember like ripping this out of the paper when I saw that my mum and dad had thrown it out, and I just keep it in my bedroom between my like dinosaur books. And, uh, <laughs> When Deluxe Paint came out, I thought, this is it. I'm going I'm to draw my muse. Yeah. So I did this. Because then you could save onto a disc as well. So I'd have a blank disc, this grotty little disc where I'd save my like, <laughs> pictures of boobs that I draw on the Amiga on Deluxe Paint. I spent absolute hours <laughs> on this. It was an absolute masterpiece. I reckon, pixel to pixel, it was like, it was identical to the original picture. But like, so I'd like, I'd like... Yeah, because they've actually different... seen the pixels in the newspaper pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They? I'd be selecting different skin tones and stuff. thinking, right, a nipple needs to be a little bit brown. <laughs> That's an exciting thing. Oh my God. But yeah, yeah, but it's such a thrill as well because I was kind of doing this thing that I quite enjoyed. It's like painting and like drawing and stuff. But it was like, oh, Madonna with her boobs out as well. I almost felt like I was cr- like, like mad science. How many times did you jizz your pants? Oh, well, this is the thing, yeah. So <laughs> basically, all of this is an aid to, to masturbate, basically. So I'd, I'd sit there for hours and then <laughs> painting and then get, get to a point where I was so horny that I had to unleash myself. For <laughs> paint and paint. <laughs> Sounds like a great Pixel by pixel. Paint and paint. Deluxe paint. That was like my first foray into like erotic <laughs> art on the uh, on the Amiga. Erotic <laughs> art. I think you'll be very generous with your uh, skills to be able to label this. I mean, I was highly erotic. aroused. But do you remember like games called what was that? Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, that was PC Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, yeah, that was a PC. It game. felt like it was earlier than PC. Yeah, there no, was, was I'm sure like... there was a Leisure Suit Larry on the Spectrum. Yeah, but yeah, PCs when the Spectrum was out. Yeah, but you had the Spectrum version of Leisure Suit Larry as well. It's like it's like a porn game, basically, wasn't it? Basically, like a porn game. Like yeah. some little dude that kind of just goes and gets women yeah. and yeah. just shags them. Yeah. Oh, there's another great game that I've just remembered on the Spectrum called School Days. I don't remember that. This was an absolute belter. You were at school and you had to like... Oh, my God, it was so detailed. School Days, but D-A-Z-E. Yeah, yeah, of course. That was an absolute fucking classic. You used to kind of... I don't even remember how he did it, but the, the screen was just a school with the different layers and the different classrooms, and you had to do, complete these tasks, but it was very deep, very yeah. detailed. Didn't make you masturbate, no. though. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I don't think I did anything of the sort in any of these things. No, I think I've, uh, I think I've finished everything that I can think of. Oh, no, actually, no, no, sorry. So there was one other thing. So with the Amiga, you had, like, packing games as well. And I think what, what we games? had, like... Packing, so you have like six or seven ah, games yeah, that came, yeah, yeah. came with did, it. Yeah. And I think the one I had was like a kind of like Hollywood pack or something. So I had Back to the Future 2 
uh, Nightbreed, which is like a horror yeah, game. Yeah, the movie. Uh, what else did it have? Weirdly, though, it wasn't a film. It had Shadow of the Beast 2 on it. And so when me and my brother got it set up, I said, right, first game we're going to play, it's got to be Shadow of the Beast 2. And we'd gone from like these kind of really shitty pixel art graphics with barely any sound. Some, I don't think some of the games might not have even had sound. And I think the sound chip on the Amiga was pretty good. So we loaded up um, Shadow of the Beast 2 and it had an introduction. So it's like actually had like a cinematic cutscene mm. at the beginning of the game, which is quite rare back then. Now you get it all the time, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember it like kind of just goes all blank. The Cygnosis logo comes up and it's like in really like rich colour and stuff because the Amiga's got all these like metal capabilities, but then it goes blank. And then you heard like thunder and like this little lightning thing come down. And like the thunder sounded like real thunder. Remember, brother, like, fuck, this is amazing. And then, then there's like um, the scene kind of like goes inside this house and there's a little baby in a cot. And then the baby starts crying. It's like, whoa, fuck, that sounds exactly like a baby crying. But we'd never seen anything like it. And then play the game, and it's so fucking hard. We couldn't get off the first couple of screens. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah some of them were absolute nails. Oh, yeah, awful, awful game. But, but like, did, it looked amazing. When did, did, when did you did you have a PC at home? No, like not until I came back from university. I didn't have a computer at home. Oh, really? We, no. we, we, we definitely did. So you had like a, a piece, like a Windows sort of PC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so my friend got one first. Rick got one. He had like a DX2, but that was enough to play Doom. Oh right, yeah. So I never had um, no. like the kind of proper PC game. Experience, Doom was yeah. just like something we like. You like when you're fifteen, sixteen. It was just the best thing ever. It plays well still now, doesn't it? It's like proper yeah, 3D yeah, yeah. first person yeah, shooter. Yeah, it worked. It really. It, I remember playing Doom for the first time. But just playing Football Manager, and again we had to get the RAM upgraded, but it was expensive. It was like fifty nine nineteen forty nine ninety nine for like an extra four megabytes of RAM. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. I and mean, that was a mid nineties, so it's probably like about two hundred quid probably now. But quid, we yeah. did it just to play play Football Manager. Why do they need so much memory for that? Because it's all the matter. because of the databases, the size, of the numbers. Because they players. had information about all the players, exactly and, historic yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, that, and there's another game called Little Big Adventure, which was a game that's something yeah. amazing, just really well animated, kind of a puzzle game, mm. kind of overhead puzzle game like from a 3D angle, for, um, from a side angle. But that was absolutely fantastic as well. But then, yeah. Did you ever have um, PGA Golf? Yeah, but on the, um, on the Mega Drive. Oh, uh, really? Because that was the thing we had on our Amiga. And I remember like, I think the only time we got, it wasn't my granddad, like my kind of step-granddad, to like play on the on the computers when we used to load up PGA Golf. Mm. I think it was. I think that was the first name for it, wasn't it? PGA Golf. PGA Golf in Mega Drive was amazing. Yeah, yeah. We'd sit there like With the backswing and the front swing. You didn't yeah, go too you'd high. Have multiple the, players. Yeah, because well. you put different spins on it. Mm. Like it, we could do some really cool shots. I've, I've always been a badass at golf games. Yeah, that was that was like, um, that was quite good. Though. OG, and I think it started with PGA, but that was again Mega Drive. So. Yeah, yeah, I remember like Sunday afternoon playing PGA Tour Golf with my granddad on the Amiga, yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah but this is when I had the Mega Drive. So like all of these games I've played, I've played pretty much on the Mega Drive. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, that was... Um, so your, your PC, was that predominantly a gaming machine or what else could you do on a PC back then? It wasn't, you had no internet. You had a modem, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, 56k modem. So you get on like message boards and stuff? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's some pretty, pretty... <laughs> tales that we don't want to dip into right now about about the, that, that stage of the internet because it was a wild place I didn't have um, a computer as such we had a Pentium set my, so Rick had a DX266 yeah and there used to be a DX4 and everyone used to be like 
Fuck. Then, then at the time, the P1128 had just come out. And everyone... I don't but what, just, who, who's making these things? Intel. Like Dell? Well, they'd oh. just be the chips inside of like various machines. Like, ah, be, okay. Like, they use the same chip, but... So it's like the processor. We used to joke that the, the P1128 could probably knew what you wanted to do before you did. That's what we used to say, <laughs> because it sounded so... nerds. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite a nerdy thing to say. Actually. Yeah, in, in oh my God. <laughs> Do you want me to cut out? No, <laughs> keep it in. Keep it in. Um, but yeah, the um, the early PCs were were just total game changers as well. Like just total game changers. When when Doom came out, then you couldn't play online, could you? That's single player, wasn't you it? You probably could. Yeah, I wonder. You if... probably could, but was there like? My friend, never, my friend wasn't connected to the internet. It was only when we got our first Pentium 175 <laughs> that, we got, that we got into the internet. Yeah, yeah. We got connected to the internet. And, that, and then, then, like, it was a while then since... Then, as soon as I got my own computer. But then we're talking about, like, 98. Yeah, yeah. I, I got ADSL. And that just changed everything. ADSL, was that... 512 meg from 56K modem. Okay, so that wouldn't be, like, the type... I just remember when I had the internet for the first time at home that... I couldn't use it if my mum was on the phone. Yeah, so that was a dial-up. Right, okay, so ADSL. ADSL was like run it through the phone line but doesn't jam up the phone line. That's right, okay. kind of like what we have today, really. Yeah, yeah. Around at that time. Yeah, I don't think I really... I think I stopped playing games after, like, the Amiga. And I don't think I really started playing again until, like, PlayStation came out. I think mm. I had, like, a kind of... Quite a long period of time I stopped, stopped playing games. Hmm. The PlayStation... Mm. But that's not much of a gap between the Amiga. When did the PlayStation come out? Ninety-six. Yeah, I reckon I had my Amiga maybe a few years. I don't think I played in a great. I don't know. Maybe I did. It felt like a long time between the Amiga and, and PlayStation. Mm. I got a few few years off. But this is when I was deep in um, Mega Drive territory. So yeah, okay. That's yeah. all I cared about. And then my friend got the PC, and it kind of like yeah, I didn't really. I wasn't really a console gamer. At that period, yeah, it's more meager. No, I, I was definitely, definitely. But anyway, we'll talk about that on another episode. We will. So that concludes our uh, home computers episode. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you've got any feedback, we'd like to talk about uh, potential future uh, subjects that we can talk about. You can get us on Twitter under High Nostalgiatron. Uh, if anyone finds a 3.5 inch floppy disk with uh, Madonna written in, <laughs> probably in a Parker pen. Antique anti Roadshow. Yeah, yeah, please. I, I really want that back. <laughs> Antique Roadshow. Oh, I'd love to see that. Those yeah. 150 pixels brought me so much joy. <laughs> I'm sure it's so much joy so many times. <laughs> see you next time. Cheers. This makes sense. <laughs> Nostalgitron, like wait, Nostalgitron, like waiting on tenterhooks for 27 minutes for your copy of California Games to load, fearing the read error B message, but thankfully being treated by the badly designed startup screen and a sweet session of one trick. Oh no, I fucked it right at the end. Oh, that's the fucking best intro ever, Mike. That's a fucking worldie. That's an absolute worldie. I forgot about Reed Araby until you mentioned it. And now I'm like, fuck yes, Reed Araby, that motherfucker. Ah. Every time we're loading up games, this 
fucking read Arabic. This is a bit of a tongue twist. That's a problem. What was that? Sounds like an old modem. Sounds like an old modem. What about this? No, I don't actually want to do that yet. I'll edit that out. That was a mistake. Um, okay, so this week... 20 minutes of editing. It's going to be fucking loads 21 minutes so far. <laughs> in the first 11 minutes. This might even be that, is it? No way. That's between like Jibber and on for 12 minutes. <laughs> you doing who goodness knows what.